Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. We're the kind of movie critics. Uh, <laughs> back for another... We're, whatever, man. Everybody just knows we're inconsistent at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know what's we're, up. We're here to talk about Jordan Peele's Nope. That's what we're here for. The Black Three on KMC. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to Chandler. Haven't seen y'all in a minute. We love you They y'all. were supposed to join us for this episode, but Corey is under the weather and Chandler's mm-hmm. living his best life as a TV star now. Yeah. He the, ain't got uh, brand new yet. Not yet. Not yet. I <laughs> no, called him yet. something. I called him something with the word zhuzh in it the other day. Zhuzh? Uh, yeah. Zhuzh Joe Brown, I think I called that him. That is zhuzh Joe. Zhuzh Joe Brown. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Chandler with the saucy hair. The hair. Dude. I want to know how to spell zhuzh. I don't know how it's, to spell zhuzh. It's like, because uh, I had to look it up to, to make the funny joke. It's like, it's like Z-H-U. No, it's something, it's something weird. Something with a Z in it. That's a word I picked up from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy the first time it came to America. Actually, I think it's Z-H-U-S or something like I forget. Anyway. Zhuzh. Joe Brown. That's funny. But yeah, man, here to talk about Jordan Peele's Nope, the third installment in the Jordan Peele, what, just like filmography, I guess? Social political thriller saga. Right, there you go. All of that wrapped in one, man. It's, it's supposed it's, to be five of them, right, Martin? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think he had five, but I don't know if he's still stuck to that plan, really. Like, because, I mean, directors change their mind. Like, Tarantino said he wants to do 10, and I don't know, is he on 11 now or something like that? So No, he's only like on people, eight. People change. Like eight what? Eight? Oh, okay. Eight uh, Tarantino movies, I think, because Hateful Eight was the eighth, was the eighth one, right? Oh wait a minute! Did, and then yeah, Hateful Eight was the eighth one. Yeah, what, did did he uh, did? Um, no, he did something after that. He did Once, Once Upon, upon a, a Time. time. Once it's Upon not a Time. Hollywood, yeah. That was that was after Hateful Eight. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. then so then he so he's coming up on his tenth then. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I believe I believe that's how it rolls for Taren, old Tarantino there. Um, so before we get into Jordan Peele's note, something amazing happened. When when did this trailer come out? The Black Panther, the uh, the Black Panther um, Wakanda Forever night. trailer that came out yesterday. Last, last night? yeah, well, Comic Con's like currently going on, so right. I think it, it came oh, out yeah. like last night. Okay, got it. Yeah, we were blessed with the Black Panther two Wakanda Forever trailer. Amazing, right out the right off the bat. As as far as I'm concerned, it was amazing. What'd you guys feel about it when you saw it? I mean, it's a lot of colors. I hope it's good, you know? <laughs> it's a lot of colors. That's <laughs> why I didn't even try to answer. There's a lot of stuff going on. 
I just knew whatever yeah. I said would not be as good as what you were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. This trailer looked way more exciting than the first trailer, and I was very excited for the first, for for the trailer for the first movie. And I was very excited based off that trailer. And this one looks way better than that. And this it is kinda, just like this. I think it. I think it looks like a good trailer. I think it's really difficult what they have to do with this movie as far as like paying homage to Chadwick Boseman and like your main character is not going to be in the movie or the MCU going forward. It's, it's a really difficult thing. And something like that, I feel like you would need years and years to really develop it the right way. I don't know if they have enough time or not, but I'm sure Ryan Coogler is a great filmmaker, so... If anybody could do it, he can. He knows the characters the most out of anybody. So My I man. absolutely trust Ryan Coogler. Absolutely, but 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 Martin, you do realize that the first Black Panther came out like 2019, right? Or did it yeah, come out 2018? That's not enough time. It's because they don't really they they don't prioritize shit like that for real. Like it's not like you finish Black Panther and you immediately start on because clearly looking at Thor: Love and Thunder, they kind of just threw that shit together for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, they really did. Oh, I already see what type of episode this is going to be. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, so y'all are like y'all are lukewarm about the Wakanda for this. No, I didn't say that. Martin is okay. talking. Nah. That shit, Loki made me sad. Like, oh, okay, me too. Thank you, Lizzie. I it, it made me sad. Like immediately started. I didn't know like what I was about to see. I think that there are some misdirections there. I think the the things that we heard about. Letitia Wright and Winston Duke. I don't think that they're lies. I think that at some point during the movie that they will both wear the suit, but I don't think that the new Black Panther is either of them. Mm. Could mm. be wrong. Okay. But I don't I don't think so. And then there's that part where um the queen says, like, I lost my whole family. So like where is Shuri? Right. So we're all sitting around with bated breath. Like we know what the movie is about. I think the the just as like the first movie is a conversation between Africans and um African Americans, I think mm-hmm. this movie is more so about like conflicts between minorities that are orchestrated by a higher, higher power. Mm. Um and there's a juxtaposition of the Atlanteans and the the Wakandans. Um, I don't remember what movie critic YouTube said this, but like, um, not what I just said about conflict being between minorities, but said what I'm about to say. They were just saying that like Africa is like Africa. Wakanda is like, what if Africans were never ever colonized? What could they have achieved on their own? And Atlantis is kind of the same thing from like the perspective that like the actor's Mexican. And I guess this is like, what would the Mayans have accomplished if there was no colonization? Mm. So um, I'm very much here for that with my black ass self. (laughs) And um, I mean, it's almost certain that like they're not fighting because either of them is a bad guy for real. So someone has to be orchestrating this and for capital gain. I already see like what that is from Ryan's perspective. So he he ain't he talking to us again. So I'm excited for this, and I think it would I think it would have been that regardless. It's just like telling that story without Chadwick. Yeah, gives it like an extra layer of a challenge for him that I'm very sure that he rose to. 
Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure about that too. But first and foremost, you got all of that just from the trailer? Well, I needed to know who, um, what's the, you know, Martin, what's the- um, Namor? Uh, Namor. I wanted to know more about Namor, which is why I was watching um, these movie review shows that I watch. And so mm-hmm. like, once I realized like what they were showing me in the trailer, mm-hmm. based on knowing the background of the character, I'm like, oh, this- He's he's going to he's going to talk to us about what happens in our communities when our leaders are taken away, and then also like what happens when we're manipulated. Holy shit! So he's having a okay. He's having a a very multifaceted conversation, and it's and it seems to be very meta, I guess, right? So mm-hmm. when our wow, okay, okay. Shout, yo, I mean, shout I'm, I'm not I'm not a white person, so like I'm looking at it completely differently. There's obvious like comic book knowledge that, that these guys have that I don't have. Right, but like once they gave me that, I was like, "Bing boom pow!" Like black right. power. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you feel about that, Martin? Do you feel like that that sounds pretty legit there? You being the comic book expert, um, yeah, yeah. Show? I think I think that would be a good like socio political like angle to the movie, and um, obviously I'm sad. Chadwick is gone. I know the first movie, Ryan Coogler, or I don't know if it was Ryan Coogler, or Michael B. Jordan said this is kind of like a Game of Thrones thing. So as much as I love that show, I can't be too mad because like Game of Thrones, like good kings die every day. Be like they begin <laughs> often, like somebody That's else come in and mess it up, and and succession goes down the line. So I'm I'm sure it'll be a it'll be an interesting movie to watch at the very least to see how they navigate all these uh, things. And I, I I don't know that much about Namor, but it it seems like it'll at least be something to watch. Like these two massive um technology technological nations like going up against each other um should mm. be really good to watch so yeah man we'll see how much new technology that's that's gonna show up 20 years from now <laughs> right pop up in this movie right so, all right pretty cool well yeah that's that's that on that when it comes to black panther we just wanted to touch on that because it, it came out but you you better oh believe. and michaela cole's in it too oh michaela cole's in it yeah, I think yeah. they, from Whoa. the world of Wakanda, like incorporated some of like the queer love aspects of that story into this one, which I think is dope because they didn't even re- like invite Roxanne Gay to the premiere last time, which was hella shitty. So mm. <laughs> hopefully they'll they'll fix it this time. Mm, got it. Oh, that got me excited. I love Michaela Cole. So and doesn't she look like she was just born to be in this shit? No, that's a fact. I, I didn't understand why she wasn't in the first one, but. But I'm glad that they, you know, that they they came through and scooped her up for the second. So they're they're righting all the wrongs here. It sounds like all the wrongs that they all the mis- quote unquote is mistakes there, they made in the first one. Is there like a African African um, actor or like a British African actor or something you want to see in Wakanda at some point? I'm pretty sure somebody off of uh, anybody uh, choose anybody off of. Uh, did y'all ever watch Steve McQueen's um ah oh, what was the name of that show he had on Small um, Axe? Small Axe. Did y'all I mean, ever watch that series? You, you want to see you well he's he's not African, I don't think. I think he's um Jamaican, but you want to see Jamie from fucking um Top Boy. <laughs> I'm not you mad at that. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. No, I mean Letitia Wright was in Small Axe. I don't re- I don't remember. Like no, I mean, really maybe. Good. I don't care. Yeah. I look. I want to see yeah. I'm more African Americans. I want to take their shit from them. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I kid a little. Yeah, but not an. Low key, I want to see more comedy. 
in these movies. Like, I know it'd probably be really bad, but if Michael Blackson showed up for like five seconds, I would be laughing. That would be kind of funny. Depending if on Michael how Blackson was in this movie, he'd have told us 25 times. <laughs> <laughs> we know already. I'm in this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, that, yeah. oh, that wasn't a good uh, impression? Sure. Oh, dang. That was good. Y'all some haters. He don't really say mother sucker that much no more, though. Mother sucker. But, yeah. Well, I just figured if I said it, everybody would know that's Michael Blackson, in case you didn't yeah, know. Yeah, Michael Blackson. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Black Panther trailer over. It's time to get into the nope talk, baby. The 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 summer blockbuster this year's summer. Well, of course, after Top Gun 2, because apparently Top Gun 2 was that shit. I still haven't seen it. Have y'all seen that? We're not going to talk about it, but just have y'all seen it? I haven't yeah, seen Top Gun 1. Yeah, it's the amazing. Last... You saw oh. it? Top Gun 2 yeah, was amazing. Fucking, yeah. um, it looked amazing. Yeah. Um, it's probably like a top three movie of the year to me. Wow. If Top Gun, if the first Top Gun is available to watch, I might stream it and then yeah, I'm, I'm maybe me sure and my man on, friend can go see it. I'm pretty sure it's it's probably on Paramount Plus or something like that. You know, all the. I watched it on Amazon, but that was like months ago. I don't know if it's still on. I'd be making this nigga watch all types of art house shit he hates so we can watch Top Gun. The least you could do is give him Top Gun. Yeah, at least. But uh, it's a fun rewatch, though. Top Gun. I mean, the the original is a fun rewatch. I'm sure. I'm sure the original is like it feels so outdated, but you know the nostalgia of it should carry it. It's it's like unintentionally funny though, just the '80s and that Mm. that culture back then. What was going on? Like all the machismo and crazy stuff that was happening. <laughs> it's just right. a funny movie to rewatch. Yeah, I believe it. 80s is a weird time. I'm, so, I'm sad that you didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time in it, Martin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a year. <laughs> you born in 80, 88? 89. 89. Yeah. So, um... <sighs> Overall feelings about Nope, man, because this was high on our anticipation level from the from the time that we saw the promotional fucking poster last year or whenever it came out. So right off the bat, let's get to our overall feelings about Nope after our one and only so far viewing experience. Let's start with you, Mark. Um, with me, it, it's definitely a movie that I don't. I wouldn't say I was ambiguous about when I first watched it. I definitely liked it, but it's a movie that it's like you kind of got to dig is what I feel like. Like on the surface level, it's kind of spectacle, like in quotes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the more you dig, the more you think about the movie, I think the better it gets. Because it seems like it's a lot of stuff kind of just thrown together. But everything like connects in the puzzle piece um, in a way that I don't know if everything connected in us as much. I think I think Get Out definitely connects well. So, but I think he's being a lot more subtle with like the way what he's trying to do as far as like the themes and the plots and the motifs, what's going on in this movie that I really appreciate. I think a lot of people, I'm not saying they're dumb or anything or it went over their head, but a lot of people like kind of just saw it, took it out of their brain and never thought of it again, really, and, and kind of didn't like it. But yeah. For me, it's it's definitely a movie. The more I think about it, the more like I see what he was doing, and and I appreciate it. But yeah. I'm very much a Jordan Peele fan, so I, I I would do the work as far as like trying to figure out what he's doing and really dissect the film. 
Yeah, well, you probably already feel because this is kind of how I feel about Jordan Peele is that you know the substance is there and the the journey yeah. and digging for it, like you just kind of put together the journey and digging for it, makes you appreciate the art a lot more because you realize that right. every even the things that you thought weren't well thought out, there was thought put to them. You know, um, yo, I, I'll be honest with you, like I feel just with the the hot take culture today. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Kubrick came out today, niggas be like, yo, his shit is mid. Like, what, what is this? Like, 2001 <laughs> that, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> like, yeah. this shit is fucking trash. Like, well, that's funny. Like, I'm, that, I'm, that's just the way our culture is today. Like, you have to have a take on the movie as soon as you see it. Yeah. And um, I think Jordan Pill is trying to make stuff that lasts that you could rewatch and think about um, in different ways. Or at yeah. least you could pick something out of it that you you really appreciate so yeah i agree that's funny because i kind of feel like kubrick is a little mid but that's for a whole nother podcast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, i thought about Corey's this a lot be mad at you oh we, we have Corey's these discussions mad all, at you. we have these discussions all the time all 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 my white homeboys that are like in the film for sure every time yeah. i say i think kubrick is overrated it, it is a fucking problem and i understand it because <laughs> yeah. you know it, that's day know, one that's that, that state no rocky marciano was good yeah, yeah, that's definitely they won. It's he Stanley Joe Lewis is there. <laughs> but I get it though. I yeah. I think Kubrick is a well thought out individual. I think I start getting and not to go down a Kubrick rabbit hole, but I I start I I didn't from what I understand about him as a person, I didn't like him as a person. I think that starts to affect right. how I feel about yeah, his Yeah, he's a pretty okay. I mean, Hitchcock yeah. is the same way as like probably a pretty terrible person, so. Yeah. I liked Hitchcock though. I can oh. hold you. Yeah. But um okay, Lizzie. Your overall feeling about Nope. Notice I, I'm letting y'all go first so I can so I can steal all y'all's answers and shit. <laughs> he didn't really give you shit. I'm not finna give you shit either, so good luck. Okay. okay. But um, I mean, I liked it. I I mean, of his work, like Martin was saying, like I think that there's more like subtlety here than either of the previous movies in this uh, genre mm-hmm. that he's created. I want, I'm gonna give him that. Um <laughs> With the with for 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 the black elements of it, so, but I'd say whereas like he jumped off the deep end with the symbolism and really making you dig for it in like these obscure ways where it was in front of your face but you didn't understand it. Mm. I think it's like even more subtle here where the movie is super duper narrative heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think that Get Out was like a great balance between the two. Like you could pick up on both very easily by watching it. I like me and Martin were in the theater. Like I looked at Martin, I was like, "No, this nigga talking about." He was like, "I think so." <laughs> <laughs> you know what big. this nigga talking about? Because <laughs> we if, went, we went together. Me and Martin and my daughter went. Right. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to her. She was quiet the whole time, unlike mm. the women sitting on the other side of Martin. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> she was getting scared this? a little bit, though. You said what? She was getting scared a little bit. No, though. Mariah was getting scared a lot. She kept putting her yeah. fingers in her ears and like turning her face. And I, I, when we got in the car, she just was like, nothing really scary happened. And I had to explain to her that like, what, like post Candyman, we're not going to see violence against black people in his movies. So like, you don't mm. need to be scared. Mm. Um, he didn't show you any either. Right. That's a good so yeah, always it was always white people getting messed up in this movie. And and for and the for the part. most part, like off camera, there was no real gore here, so I wasn't I wasn't yeah. expecting any. Um, but oh, shout out to the women that were sitting on the other side of Martin because Martin made a good point. I was like, 
dang, it's hella, it's hella us in this theater. Like I, I didn't see no white people in that hoe at all. Like it was only black people in the theater with us. And I was like, shit. Where we went to the movies, I wasn't expecting that to be an issue. Mm. But like where we went, I was like, people gonna talk. But we went to Cinema Cafe and Martin was like, nah, nah, nah. People be eating in here. They're not going to talk. And I was like, yeah, Martin, you're right. They're going to eat and they're not going to talk. And then these women came and sat beside us and talked the entire time. Oh I kept like deep sighing because I was trying not to. Like a couple of times I was like, shh. Right. And they didn't get the hint. No. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. We could have... We could have switched chairs because she was like, yo, you want to switch chairs because my chair doesn't recline. I was like, damn, I should have just switched chairs with her so they wouldn't be talking. Oh, mm-hmm. she would have just talked to me and I'd have been like, Shh. Yeah, she would have just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was some black girls. Everybody in the theater was oh, black. Oh, yeah. Hey, Which normally, yeah. like, I don't worry about that. But when it's right. a movie where you really have to pay attention. And that's the wrong crowd to be around. I'm like, <laughs> somebody Black folks going to ruin it every time if it's a theater full of somebody. Like, somebody somebody going to be the class clown in the jump. Like for, for, for Candyman. Well, no, it was nobody like yelling at the screen. But for Candyman, like. I was I was cool with that, but for this, not so much. It didn't. It wasn't that bad. But shout out to y'all, rude ass people. Shut up in a goddamn movie theater. Yeah, yeah. I will okay. say, if this movie was designed to be more crowd pleasing, I, I think it would alleviate some of that stuff. Because I mean, I remember seeing Get Out. People were talking at the movie, but it was kind of like a comedy show where they would talk at the right spots, or they would it would that experience them talking would heighten the experience of the movie. Whereas yeah. Nope is pretty much a slow burn for like the first two acts. So yeah. people talking, it really does kind of mess things up. Very much. No, no, very much. Then my whole theater was quiet. Like, it, like even when the movie went off. So I went to go see it at 11 o'clock this morning. Even when the movie went off, it was just like, it was a sea of silence. But it wasn't, it wasn't super crowded in the theater, actually. So when I say a sea of silence, yeah. obviously I'm being very like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being very... Whatever, hyperbolic. But, uh, yeah, hyperbolic for sure. Um, you, I'm, 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 I'm following you guys here. Um, for sure. I can't. My initial reaction when I came out the movie was, I don't hate this, and I realized, um, that I recognized very early. I was like, okay, I have to see this a second time. Not because I feel like I understand what he was trying to say in this film. And the more I talked about it, to Martin's point, you know, I uh, shout out to Liz, man. After after I got out of the theater, I, I I was I was texting with somebody about it, and the more I was texting with her about it, the more I was like, you know what, I am understanding a little bit more what this what this movie was saying. So, um, and the more I was talking about, it, the more I was like, oh shit. Like, no, this is a commentary on that. And this is talking about this. And, you know, whether I was right or wrong, the fact that I was like finding treasures within Mm. within the possibilities of the film, it made me like it even more. And then I was like, you know what? I have to see this a second time because I have to see if this was, you know, if this was uh, if this was tracking throughout the entire film. For me, I didn't understand what the film was doing until the third act, Uh, you know, much to what you just said, Martin. It was very. I didn't understand all the context they were giving us. I thought it was very boring. You know, I, I ain't going to hold you. Y'all know Treasy. I fell asleep for about a good five to 10 minutes in the jump. And I, was, yeah. for, I, I don't feel like I missed anything, you know, too crazy. But, um, but that's just how slow it was, man. Like, 
Well, the I, the vibe I got was very similar. We we did an episode on Atlanta uh, season three. You could definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Where you would be watching the beginning of the episode and being like, "What the fuck am I watching? Like, what was what's going on?" I, that definitely happened in this movie with the uh, the way it starts with the the chimpanzee scene. It's like, what does this have to do with aliens? Like, I don't understand. And and it, I think they he really does a good job of like disorienting you in the beginning and slowly revealing like what he's trying to do but but go ahead yeah no i want to i want to come back to that as we follow through you know okay our episode i do want to come back to that bet well no i mean that's pretty much it for me i didn't realize what was happening until the third act and once i first and foremost everything that i thought leading up to this movie you know from watching the trailer some of the like the you know we had a whole we got a whole group chat if everybody knows on on group me and um and Chandler the, and Corey are in it and they talk. Yeah, they talk in the group chat, but they, they don't like to show up for the pods anymore, which I whatever. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but um we had a whole like we just had a whole session talking about predictions of what we think, you know, from the poster and you know, some of the early looks from the film. Um we Did you go a, back to that? I didn't go back to any of it. No, okay, you just no. remember what we said. I do. And and this is where I want to shout you out, Lizzie. I really want to shout you out because you are high key a fucking genius. Okay. Oh, thank you. Very brilliant. And you and I don't know if you remember saying this. You were like, I feel like the film is going to be a commentary on like maybe like aliens and like taking jobs and you know, like not in a not in a not in a deflammatory way. You know, def, 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 what's the word? Def, defamatory. Defamatory. I put a whole L in that junk. Not in a, def, in a defamatory way, but you felt like they were trying to make some parallels using the word aliens and like, you, you said a lot of things, but. Yeah, I, I was, was wrong, like, but it's okay. See, I don't think so. I don't think okay, you Okay, well, well, we'll come back, but. Once I saw a trailer for the movie, I had a strong prediction, which was still off, but right. it. So and and I'm not saying that your prediction was 100% right because you're right it's not 100% right but I think a lot of what you were saying is built into the delivery device of the film for sure Ooh, from my perspective. Well, well, well thank you cuz I feel like I was wrong but we can we okay, can definitely well, talk about it. I can't wait to get there. So so what, you said you had a strong prediction that was wrong. What was your strong prediction? Well, it wasn't ex- it wasn't entirely wrong um during the trailer. Mhm. I felt like when they gave away the portion of like, I don't think it can get you if you don't look at it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is about social media. Like, so, um, Mm. which I, which I kind of was like sticking to as we were walking out of the theater. But then like, I went back and read the, the Bible quote from the beginning of the movie. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not wrong, but it's not that specific. Oh damn! Well, I forgot what the Bible quote was. What was it? Or do you remember the passage? I gotta Fuck. pull it up. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. basically, it I, was, I, will, I will make you a six, spectacle. Is what it was. Yeah. Hmm. What would you say, Martin? I know it's Nahum three six or something like that. Hmm. I forgot. It was I forgot yeah. That it was Nahum three six, and I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile, and will set thee as a spectacle. Yo, Lizzie, he I'm told us you, what the fuck 
he the movie was about at the beginning. But okay. you know, I was See, we was searching too hard for it. Like that can't but, be it. <laughs> but that's but that's the but that's to me that's the genius of what Jordan Peele has built. I think he did so good coming out the gate with Get Out that like us going like the, the sorry for the thunder in the background. It's fucking thunderstorm out here. Um, Why are you apologizing for God? Get out of here. I, I know that's that's that's. <laughs> I know somebody who would laugh at that right now, but anyway, um, th- uh, th- th- like um, we wear that. Like now, it's a whole thing. It's kind of like he's almost like a better version of M Night, right? Because y'all know how I feel about M Night. So we M. have Night, a whole episode dedicated yeah. to how we feel about M Night. Exactly. Been rocking with us for a long time. You can go back and listen to that one. Exactly. So M Night to me came out hot and heavy with Six Sense, and I think that like he set this tone that he was just this very well thought out director with like with you know these parables and these you know these alternate perspectives that looking at things, and he kind of set that tone. And I feel like he tried to constantly chase that, like chase this surprise ending element right like that's what all of his films are now i feel like jordan peele is like a better like a more sophisticated version of m night where he came out hot and heavy and he's actually not leaning into the thing that you thought about from his first film that made him what he like he's, he's almost trying to run away from that but like still keep a resonance of you know the social commentary i think he gave himself more room to have he can he can chase it, but like it doesn't have to be as formulaic as what M Night was doing. That, that's what I'm getting at right there. Like he's not he has no intention of making the same movie twice, right? You know, and 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 he's holding true to being a genre bender, right? You know, at the core of it, this is a western. This is a right. western blockbuster adventure th- horror sci-fi you know like this is this is like every genre minus and even some comedy with the few times like the nope you know and the locking of the door and you know little moments that were like just very comedic but yeah he's he's a genre bender for sure um all right so so lizzie your early prediction was you thought it was going to be based on social media Mm -hmm. so now i feel like what i think the movie is about is so different than what y'all think the movie is about. I need to know what y'all think the movie is about now. No, you movie. no, you get to go first because <laughs> you have the different opinion. So like, nah. Okay, so the both of you have the same opinion. I think we think um, something think similar. But okay. no, don't say yours. Don't don't say yeah. yours. Don't say yours. Right. You go first, Treasy. Because you know Treasy already gave the sauce. I listen to y'all's and then I like contort my whole thing to like <laughs> anyway. All right. So to me. I felt like you were a thousand percent, not a thousand percent. You were you were in the right direction with your initial interpretation of what you thought it was in reference to aliens and jobs. To me, what this film was about, and I'd have to see it a second time, of course, but this is just off the initial offering. I felt like the movie was a commentary to the fact that this Haywood family pretty much started the Western genre in films and was completely erased from the history of it. So this delivery device of like not looking at the UFO, which was shaped like a 10 gallon hat, by the way. Okay. Uh, on some cow from the shit. bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the bottom. Right. Um, but it's also not- an eyeball. Ooh, I missed that. But yeah, I, I don't know how I missed that, but I missed that. Okay. Um, but um, this whole idea of n- not looking at it, 
to me, is like the metaphor for patronage, right? Like, so if we don't support these films that have taken, you know, have taken the identity of these black cowboys that were the first captured on celluloid film, the, the more... The more you patronize it, the, a.k.a. the more you look at this, this saucer, you know, this 10-gallon hat, that is, you are feeding that version that has perverted the, you know, that has basically, you know, created erasure on black cowboys in Hollywood, right? So that, that was my initial taking of it, right? Like, um... That's what this was a metaphor for. This is a metaphor for like, yo, black people have been ousted out of the genre of fucking of westerns from the beginning, you know. Um, and then and then this idea that like whenever the spaceship comes out, it you know obviously with EMP it starts to deactivate all, you know, all electronic devices, right? Like. This is basically the machine that's taking away your power to be to document what it's doing exactly. So you take the power into your own hands and you make your own films, which seem to be the the entire structure of what they were trying to do is to create their own images to tell their own story of what happened so they can resell it, repurpose it, you know, for for their monetary benefit. That's kind of what I was taking from this. Am I was I going too hard, too deep, or you, um, did you guys arrive so at some of these places? No, I don't think you're going too hard. I heard someone else who is not black have a similar takeaway. Um, no, it's just, I mean, no, you're not wrong. That's there. <laughs> I don't right, I think there's fair. more there though. <laughs> okay, okay. Great, I think great, that, I think great. the message is not that specific. I don't think the message is that singularly focused. But that is something that you can take away from it. And I don't think you pulled that out of your ass. Like, no. Okay. Okay. Martin, um, Martin I think, is staring I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're right, Treasy, in the sense that it, it's definitely a movie that there's multiple themes in the movie, but Hollywood exploitation and the that part. exploitation of show business is something that like runs throughout the entire movie. And that, that includes like the animal cruelty part of um, the show business and how they're every everyone's being how these, exploited. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it's like and people who are exploited go on to like exploit others, basically, which I think was very evident in Stephen Yoon's character, right? Um, Jude Gordy, right? So I, I think you were definitely on to it. Um, with as far as like the movie starting with the black man who nobody actually knows his real name, who was like the first actor in a film ever um and how he how that guy is like erased from like i never knew of him before so but he, he's right. he's erased from cinema history or whatnot and how all these like people from uh animal handlers and child actors and everybody on the outskirts the crews like people who aren't like the big directors who aren't like the big studios producers or top talent that kind of get like exploited and erased from this business even though they're just as essential to it as everybody else so mm. um yes <laughs> um and then there's i mean i my takeaway I, I like i said i don't think like that it was like 
specifically about social media, but if you think about spectacle and how much we're drawn to it um, and how like spectacle is just our main form of entertainment at this point. That's why I was like leaning more into social media that like it can't consume you. Spectacle can't consume you if you are not looking at it. It becomes more powerful and it literally consumes you if you're looking at it. And to Martin's point, if from an exploitation perspective, like spectacle um, does consume all these people and basically like uses all these people and exploits all the little people, right? And then spits them out. So I think like Steven Yoon's um, character is like very interesting in that way because like you said, he's a child actor who has all this fucking PTSD and no one seems to care. Like we're we're seeing these like throwbacks to Gordy the whole time mm-hmm. because he's reliving it every single day mm-hmm. and he's fucked up. And like, you know, I guess um, with Otis Sr. was an Otis Hayward Sr., um, Keith Davis character at the beginning, like he was at a point where Hollywood was spitting him out too. Like, and just the garbage is literally like, it killed him. Like the garbage from Hollywood, like killed him. Right. So it's mm. just, to me, like it's, it's Jordan is telling us, us it's about spectacle. And I think like he is digging into the different facets of how that has affected different people mm. and how it's this monster that we don't have any control over, even though we think that we do. And I think like the wild animals tie into it in that way that like people are not respecting the boundaries of this animal, right? That we've created, but like, it's like out of control and, and it can't be tamed. Mm-hmm. And so like a wild animal is going to be a wild animal. An animal's going to be an animal. You can't live inside their head. You have to play by their rules. They don't have to play by yours. And that, that like, it's this thing that we can't tame and we don't really have a handle on, even though we think that we do. And I think there's also a metaphor, metaphor there with like Steven Yeun, him thinking he can predict the monster's behavior and it eats his ass too. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I gotta shout out I gotta shout out somebody. I gotta shout out Ben. He'll know it if he hears it. This is for him. He asked a question to me that I, I wasn't able to completely get a grip on. Um, and I was still trying to work through it. I knew I had to ask some smarter people. Did you guys see a? <laughs> so Ben, so when you hear my, when you see my dissertation about this thing, Ben, just know I got it from Martin and Lizzie. We're okay? not talking about security, Ben. We talking about somebody else, right? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a whole different Ben. I'm okay, sure cool. you're, not, you're not sure who he is. Um, so, did you guys see any parallels between Gordy and the creature? The creature, I guess, being the the you know the the, the saucer. Or whatever the new word for UFO is, I forget what they said. UAP or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> UAP. Right? Did you? I, guys I see did, me? but I want Martin to tell you because he's gonna say the same thing I just said. Okay, <laughs> let's get it. But he's gonna give you specifics. We um, talked about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Gordy um, is, is definitely representative of the creature. Um, uh, Gordy basically goes crazy because he's he like they're dealing with animal cruelty and and he's a He's a handled um, chimpanzee on a sitcom, and uh, basically they do something that's similar to uh, what they do to Lucky. And like one of the first scenes is they set him off with these uh, balloons, and he he goes around and basically kills the entire crew, except for um, except except for Jupe. And because of this, Jupe believes that like he can tame 
a wild animal or he has a connection. He has a special reason for living. Like they, there's this whole thing. They talk about a bad miracle because one of the shoes is like perfectly yeah, standing, standing up, up and he believes like this is kind of not necessarily a sign from God, but he's special and he can, he could, uh, he could succeed in whereas the rest of the cast basically failed in what they were doing. Um, so yeah, it's like the whole point is you can't really tame tame a wild animal, right? And even though they're using this chimp, he he's still a wild animal at the end of the day. Like they make a joke about Siegfried and War War too. Um, and this this alien is a wild animal. I think the way I thought of the alien is kind of like the way you think of a wolf, right? Like thousands of years ago, all dogs are um descended from gray wolves, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, in our encampments or our caves or huts or whatever, we would just leave out food, and the wolves that were lazy who didn't want to like go out and hunt, they would just eat the food and eat the food and eat the food, basically, and that's how we domesticated them. But the way I thought of um, Jean Jacket is basically it's like, what if you gave that wolf that was coming for food like every day, you gave him like a rock in the shape of a um, rabbit and he ate that rock and he shit it out or he threw it up and it messed up his insides and he came back and you try to give him like a piece of meat the next day and he eats you and kills your entire camp. I think that's exactly what happened to... um, Jute because they fed they fed the um jean jacket that like still like horse or whatever horse. and he mm-hmm. spit it out yeah the fake horse and he spit it out and I think that's what agitated the wild animal so I I think the chimpanzee and and jean jacket they're just wild animals and I think the point is that you can't tame them even even if it's for a spectacle like no matter what so uh, but I mean- go ahead Lizzie. I mean, like harm avoidance is like a sign of intelligence, right? Like an intelligent animal will recognize something that harmed it before. Um, one of the things with caging chimps and and using them because they were like, they don't let you use chimps anymore because he freaked out. Like they're extremely intelligent animals and they don't need us. So we force them into situations where they're dependent on us. And that like once they get to a certain size, they attack us. Like that's what has happened over and over and over, like teaching these chimp sign language and shit eventually they fucking freak out they do mm-hmm. um like yeah. chimp, like apes in in captivity like that's why they throw shit they're just like if i throw the shit you'll get the fuck away from me so like they mm. they just they freak out and so like um that's what happened there like an intelligent animal you can't really control it and it is still like martin said a wild animal and this this animal was also intelligent and just I don't know why he thought. I don't know why Stephen Yoon Jupe or whatever his name was. I don't know why he thought he could control a thing that he didn't understand. I think he was he was feeding it for like six months. Like he was basically feeding it horses. He was feeding it um, uh, OJ's horses because OJ had sold him like ten horses and was like, "Yo, I'm trying to buy my horses back one day," but they were all gone. So for like six months before the events of the movie, basically. He had been like basically training and trying to feed this um, wild animal. Oh, that, yeah. That's what kind of causes the events. He definitely yeah. did. But again, like it was a thing that he didn't fully understand because he tried to make Lucky go and Lucky was like, nigga, no, I I see. I'm <laughs> yeah. intelligent too. Like I'm going to avoid the fucking thing that ate my homie. Like I'm good. Right. I heard my homeboy screaming. Yeah. Like I see what you about to do. Like, nah, I'm good. He didn't mm. fully understand the horses either. 
So no. real quick, and, and I, I re- I'm going to risk sounding so fucking dumb if this answer is what I think it is. Don't do that. <laughs> what? Don't do that. Just ask your question. Okay. Well, uh, you know, that's that's insecurity leaping out my face. Okay, Lizzie. <laughs> so wait a minute. The name of the UFO was Jean Jacket? Or that was- They uh, named it Jean Jacket. They, the horse, the yeah. horse that- Emerald that, never got to train was Jean. That Jacket. was Jean Jacket, exactly. Okay. And so but, because she she that was the way of empowering her to train the UFO was to name it Jean Jacket. So that because it was that was all of this was her idea mm-hmm. to document the existence of, you know, whatever this was in the sky, the alien or whatever it was. I don't know that it was an alien. I saw a motherfucker on YouTube call it a kaiju. And I was like, you know, sit your white ass down. But um <laughs> A kaiju. <laughs> Shut up. A kaiju, wow. bro. Um. Anyway, but it it was her idea, and I think like the process of trying to like capture, um, capture the existence of this thing, it, because it was her idea. OJ was like that was his way of letting her know like this is this is yours that I'm giving you back, Jean Jacket. Hmm. So they okay. so the horse was named Jean Jacket. She never got to train, and they named the alien Jean Jacket also. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. So I I don't I don't feel as dumb as I because I was like I know Jean Jacket was yeah the 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 horse that she never got, but I didn't. That might have been where you fell asleep, bro. No, it was way before that. It was way yeah. before that. So I oh, think, okay. I think I was just I was you know I think I I feel like I was just one step behind what was happening in the film the entire time. You know, until, no, I'm until, saying I think you fell asleep when they named the alien Jean Jacket. Oh, that's a well, maybe, maybe. Well, clearly, if I fell asleep, <laughs> I guess I wouldn't know. So, so, so you could be right on that. Um, okay, so that, but that was the plan, right? The plan was to 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 document this thing, mm-hmm. um, because in documenting it, it would. Blank, fill in that blank there because I'm make I'm them exactly. some money. They would make so money they off could... the photo. Yeah. Okay. So see that save the ranch. It wasn't deeper than that. It was just a monetary. It was monetary benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Mon- oh, okay. it, I mean, it was the notoriety that would come with it and the money. Well, because see, see, the notoriety part. I thought I heard her say something like the, the, like the notoriety would, like people knowing about its existence would make its subs its its existence subside, right? Like if like this thing was thriving and it seemed like in a just off of desolation, right? So like the more people knew about it, the more it became a spectacle, the less it would show itself. That's well the 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 well and the value of them being the first because it it was elusive, but it was really the notoriety that they would gain by being first. Got it. And the money that comes along with that. Got it. So again, back to the Haywood story. But I mean, you have to think like, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. You, <laughs> you welcome back, Trezy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So yes, like you have to think about it. Like, okay, is that really gonna work? Because you're the one who took the picture. Like, do we? Do you get erased again? Like your ancestor was. Right. Does it work? Will right. it have Will it have been for not like? What does it all mean? But the good thing is, the when she actually gets the evidence, you can you can't really fake real film, which is I mean another benefit of him having a hand crank camera 
Me yeah. and Martin were both laughing at the shit said IMAX on it. Like, you can crank a fucking IMAX with your hand, my nigga? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's funny. So, um, <laughs> I mean, but they changed the fucking reel, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. it's a fucking IMAX. Right. Um, that was definitely some techie nerd shit right there. But I it was, was I mean, I'm not, that, I'm not, that's not even that, you know, I'm not as well versed in filmmaking as y'all are, but I got a kick out of that shit. I thought it was funny. Right. That was for, that was for y'all though. Like, I don't think but, that was for like the regular yeah. person. No, yeah. That was for Nolan. That was specifically for Chris Nolan. <laughs> that, that's what I think. Uh-huh. You, you know? think so? I mean, I, I do think so. I, I, I think, um, I think. Oh, for the cinematographer? Was yeah. Like... Because you got to think. So Hoyt Van Hoytema was, was the DP on this. Hoyt Van Hoytema has been uh, Christopher Nolan's DP since Interstellar. So he did Interstellar, he did uh, Dunkirk, uh, he did Tenet, and he's doing Oppenheimer. You know what I mean? So so this is the See, movie. See, I didn't know doing. about Oppenheimer, and like me and Martin were like mid-conversation, and I saw Syncope come up on the screen. I was like, this is Christopher Nolan. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Up. Everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah, I yeah. did the same shit. But I knew it was Oppenheimer, right? I I was I didn't realize they had started principal photography on it, but I but when I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I heard about it like a year and a half ago. So obviously they would have started principal photography, but yeah. that looks amazing. I mean, I, I got to see that one, you know. Can I ask you something, Treasy? Yeah, um, talk to me. What's the, most, what's the most dangerous thing you've done to get a shot? Because I've seen you like stand in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> with like a tripod going like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. I've, Is that I've, the most dangerous thing or anything else? Um. Oh man, my old brain. Mind you, I've been filmmaking for 20 years, so there's a lot of, a lot of stories here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, I'm trying to think. Is that the most dangerous? Was it you going out to LA to film and not checking in with the homies first? Oh no, I a thousand percent checked in with the homies. You better be, shout out to Polly. Polly they let was, you know you had to do that though, oh, right? That's a fact, bro. Like there's whether they let me know or not, I knew I had sense enough to know that I wasn't going into the middle of Compton without somebody's good grace and somebody who can actually that give a nigga good grace. Exactly. So Nah, the uh, MMG, because we did some stuff with Styly, so MMG actually set all that up, man. Like I said, shout out to Polly, because without her, we, we, yeah, we definitely wouldn't have got half of what we got. Um, I know I've I've hung out the I've I've hung out the back of an SUV before. Oh, geez, man, these that's a good question, Martin. I don't know. I gotta think. Maybe some more stuff will come to me. But right off the bat, you know, the pickup truck thing you were talking about, me hanging out the back of an SUV. Those are the two right off the bat. Mostly, I put I put more cameras in danger than anything, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, than myself, yeah. You know, I put more cameras in danger. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a real good question, man. Oh, that's a man, real good question. That that was funny in the movie when um, cause I I know um I think Mariah didn't get it right, but it was like when he said it's magic, and everybody who's like a filmmaker knew exactly what he was talking about, <laughs> but everybody else in the theater was like, what what are you? What's going on? It's, right. it's like the magic hour. It's the hour mm-hmm. after suns, before sunset. Yeah, after he's like the lights about the to be magic, and Mariah yeah. was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. She had she had her Stranger Things hat on. I don't know what the fuck she thought, but the lights about yeah. to be magic. Yeah, yeah so, I, I think me and Martin might have been the only people who got that too. Mariah was like, "I don't get it." Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Definitely talking about the magic hour. That's why Yo. she need to come spend time with y'all because. I know, man. I got a little I, baby filmmaker. I, I I really do wish I had something a little bit more constant. That was my own personal thing going on. But, you know, life as a contractor. You're always working on somebody else's shit. It's all good. It's coming. Um, yes, for sure. Man, I was blown away by the, the, the scene where it was raining the blood. 
uh, on the house. Where, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by the scale of that, man. Like, I know it seems like it's very, very, a very simple thing. but To, man, make, to make vomit come from the sky? Yeah. I mean, uh, when you put it like that, I guess it's not. I mean, it, it, essentially it's easy, right? They, when they do rain in films, they use what they call like rain towers. So I would imagine you could just substitute, you know, r- you know regular water for whatever solution or whatever. Just it's color really, it. No, but yeah. like it's the dropping of the objects. That's why I was saying like it was, because I, I was asking too, I was like, is it just defecating or is it sick? That I didn't. I don't. I don't have an opinion. Because I was. I was. I asked Martin. I was like, "Is it peeing? Like, is that what the water is? Like, what?" And Martin was like, "No, it's raining." And I was like, "But the <laughs> rain's moving." Right. And Martin was looking at me like, "You whole dumbass! Like, it's just raining." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." I don't know, Martin. <laughs> I don't know. At least it thought, I felt like it was. It was getting sick. Does that make yeah, sense? So, so the way they were. Ex- uh, okay, and help me help me understand this because they were how. How OJ and that was funny too when he first was on the movie set and it's like your name is OJ. I, I mean, that but was, that's that's yeah. intentional too because it's about spectacle and OJ is like right culturally oh. relevant because he's he was a spectacle because it's spectacle. Ooh, I didn't pick up on that. That's good. Um, I didn't immediately either, but you know, I had time to sleep. There <laughs> so. you go. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. had way more processing time. So the the whole thing about the 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 ribbon, you know, the ribbon rope, right? Basically, it was undigestible to to the thing, or like what? Like right, no, it, can, the, it uh, couldn't digest anything that wasn't organic. Right. Yeah. So, the um the horse, the steel horse that it tried to eat. That's that's why it didn't want to eat the uh, ribbon rope or the flag because it it associates that horse with because like, it had that those yeah, flags. It associated yeah. that. Oh, that's okay. why the rainbow the rainbow pennants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what it was. Okay, okay. Again, I'm still. I haven't had enough processing time so. because it's an intelligent animal. Exactly, very yeah. intelligent animal. Um, so basically, so, they trained it to avoid that because it made him sick. Yeah, smart, yeah. smart, smart, smart. Man, oh yeah, OJ. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So yeah, so no. What, what was you... the debris? What was the what? The debris, like the keys and everything that were falling. It could, it was. It That's was, everybody. Yeah. When they sucked up all those people at the um show, that's all their belongings. That basically. was all the inorganic matter that it had taken in. Right. But I guess I'm, I'm, I'm back to Lizzie's question. Was it, was it defecating or was it? Right. Like, like I was just thinking was just, it was just peeing or like. Yeah. It was, that was part of the extraction process. Or was it vomiting? Like what was it doing? And, right. and I asked Martin and Martin was like, I think it's like a cat coughing up a furball. I was like, but it wasn't wet before when like all the shit fell out of it onto the dad. Hmm. So again, Martin was like, "No, nah, I think it's just raining, stupid." Like <laughs> he didn't say stupid, but he was looking at me like, "What are you was, talking about?" That was the subtext. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna ask, Martin? Oh, um, what'd you think of the cast of this movie? All right. Here was my only real problem with the film. I did not. I was. I didn't get into the acting, man. I. I. I couldn't. I couldn't get. Pa- I I never associated Daniel Kaluuya as like a cow. Like I never got into him or Kiki Palmer in terms of like their characters. I thought I just, Kiki was good. Kiki, I, yeah, I Kiki, thought this is like her best role to me as an adult. Know, yeah, that I know of. That yeah, 
I don't know. I don't know. That's that's the jury's still out on that one. Like I like I appreciate this is what I, I you know, I was a huge fan. You know, me and Sienna used to watch True Jackson VP, you know. So like I'm a fan of mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Kiki Palmer just in the personality. She has a very big larger than life personality, you know, as a as a as a young woman. That mm-hmm. part I didn't have a problem with. I didn't I found myself just uncomfortable with their acting, uncomfortable with a lot of the dialogue surrounding their acting. And I never at any point got into OJ as a cowboy. Like I I just I just never bought it. I never bought Daniel Kaluuya as this particular character. Uh, Keith David, absolutely. And I'm 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 sad he went so early. Um Stephen Yen, cool, didn't blow me away. It was it, it was what it was. But just the acting in here, I, I I never none of the acting landed to me. I didn't feel like the acting was bad. I didn't feel like any of it was Oscar worthy. Yeah. Um, I think like Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, Kaluuya however, it's Kaluuya. I think he did. He sell me as like an old timey cowboy. Like yes and no. Like it wasn't a lot to talk about. He had work to do and like he had a plan and he executed it. I don't think it was like a, he needed to have like a, like a man like that isn't going to have like a soliloquy for you. Like he just isn't. He's <laughs> going to tell you what it yeah. is. He's going to tell you what to do and you're going to fucking do it. Right. Um, And That's I don't, I don't think like he was the one who was supposed to have the larger personality it was definitely Kiki. And I think, this this character is closer to her real personality than anything I've ever seen her do. I feel like it was a toned down version of her real personality. So she's definitely still acting. Mm-hmm. But like, I I believe that Emerald's a real person. I believe that OJ's a real person. I believe that Jupe's a real person. Angel might not be a real person. But I don't know no Mexicans who want to get involved in that shit. Like, they just be like, you know what? I'm out of my business. I'm going to put this camera up. Right. And whatever y'all are over there doing, like, it don't got shit to do with me. But he got caught in the spectacle. So one of the things that I did notice, and I said to Martin, like, at the point where Kat from Euphoria came out, I don't know her name. I was like. Uh, America, not America Ferreira. Uh, That's definitely not America Ferreira. Right. It's Barbie. Barbie Barbie something. something. Yes, Barbie. Barbie Ferreira, I think. I don't know her last name. But when Barbie came out, (laughs) yes, her name is Barbie. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like, damn, Jordan Peele committed to not giving any lead roles to white people. Oh, yeah, Homie from Metro that plays, um, what's his name, like Holst or whatever, the um, the director? Uh, yeah, yeah, Holst, yeah. Oh, Is yeah. he white? I think so. I think okay. so. I think he's, yeah. yeah. He looks wild different. And then, um, and then, um, 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 Jupe's wife. She wasn't, a, she wasn't a main character. Oh, you're talking about main characters. Okay. Yeah, like she didn't have any significant dialogue. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. It. I was like, yeah. he was committed. Is she to the one that not gets... giving white people shit? <laughs> Is she the? I couldn't tell. It was she the one that got sucked up into the um, into the Jean Jacket's like digestive system? They that, all did. That we saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that yeah. her? You know what that shit made me think of? I think so. I think it was her because I. I mean, like. She was screaming or whatever, but I was just like, "So this niggas a sarlacc in the sky?" Like, that's what yeah. they're watching me. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so like, I I wonder like, cause Boba Fett wasn't out when he was filming that shit, and I was like, this looks almost exactly the same as like how this nigga got off the sarlacc. That yeah. like, yeah, 
Jordan Peele was just determined to show us like the inside of the fucking Sarlacc before Disney could. He failed, but that's fine. That, it was funny to me too. It, w- it wasn't as gory as I thought it was going to be either. Well, uh, I thought it was thought still pretty was terrifying. No, when they went inside of the creature, I thought. Oh yeah, like, it was very PG thirteen inside that creature there. Yeah, it, it yeah. I, I feel like there should have been stomach acid and niggas should have been fucking melting. Like Exactly. It should have been way more gory than it was. For I, sure. I think it's more terrifying to know that like it isn't like that. Like it's an extremely slow claustrophobic process for you to die, basically. Getting mm-hmm. eaten. It's, it's like it's gonna take forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be eaten by time. anything. I'm not going anywhere where yeah. I am not the apex predator, nigga. Like <laughs> yeah. Not fucking kayaking off the coast of Australia where something can fucking eat me. Nah. I not was, going to Amazons yeah. where a fucking snake can gobble me whole. Like, no. Not yeah. doing it. Smart. Smart as a motherfucker. I, I was surprised of how much they leaned into showing us the, the creature or the, the UFO, whatever we want to classify it as. I didn't think, I thought it was going to be a lot more obscure than it was, but they really leaned into that. Like, that was the first time we. I, that's the first time I can remember seeing a spaceship sort of being used and 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 moving around as as a character, right? Like, I mean, this thing was hiding in the cloud, and then it was, you know, chasing people. Like, I I've never seen a well, UFO be used in that way. Did you realize this? This the end of this movie. I think this movie definitely has a lot of parallels to uh, Jaws, right? Oh, this movie is a. Th- I was just telling somebody this the other. I said this movie is a thousand percent the formula of Jaws. It's a yeah. thousand percent a, a blockbuster. But yeah, go ahead. Give me your. The only difference is they're trying to take a picture of the um, alien instead of like killing it, instead like killing in Jaws. It. But yep. you got the old man who has seen the shark before and he gets killed. You got the dude who's like helping out. He gets injured, and then it's like a one v one with a uh, Kiki and the alien, basically, or the monster. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's he's definitely very much inspired by Jaws and Spielberg. Well, very I mean, much. even that first even scene with the champ is like reminiscent of of Space Odyssey. That yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank That's what you. I was yeah. coming back to. There you go. Yeah, the intro of Space Odyssey, and but, and I mean, the suits that they're fucking wearing as aliens look like apes, and it was very like. Uh-huh. Um, there's Kubrick. Yeah. There, there was even a few one-liners that were pulled right from, I felt like, Spielberg movies. Uh, it wasn't, they, they didn't say you're going to need a bigger boat, but there was another one that was in Jaws that somebody, there was like two that I heard in the movie where they were pretty much lifted right from, you know, 80s blockbuster films. It, and, it, um, it definitely was paralleling Jaws, but that's not what I was feeling watching it. It, it felt like Poltergeist a lot whoa. to me. Speak on it. Well, just them figuring out what the rules were and and attacking it so that they can do what they needed to do to resolve the situation just felt very poltergeisty to me. And being mm-hmm. that they were like out in the desert, like in poltergeist, that's just the feel right. that I got. Well, I mean, which I mean, which would make sense because I'm 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 sure Jaws was a direct influence, but I think overall Jordan Peele, this is his blockbuster. So I would imagine that like all of the greats, you know, all of the nostalgia films from the from the 80s or, you know, early 90s, the ones that were probably very instrumental in shaping his knowledge and his appreciation for filmmaking. You know, he I just, he just threw them all at the wall here um, in order to make a statement and say that, like, when you talk about these people and these sort of genres of films, you got to mention me now. Like, I'm, I'm a contender in this in this particular field. 
Um, so, so it's not shocking that I mean, because I'm I think Spielberg produced Poltergeist, right? I think it's a Toby. Uh, Toby yeah, so, yeah, but supposedly we they say Toby Hooper, but right. Well, we I, talked about this on a previous episode where they say Toby Hooper, but like Spielberg was up his ass, like yeah, <laughs> so which, which like a sense. puppet. So <laughs> like a puppet. Do y'all mm-hmm. know? Y'all know Poltergeist is rated PG. Did we ever talk about that? That movie's scarier than fuck. Like I like would dream about trees eating me and fucking clowns under my bed. Yeah, Poltergeist is PG, not PG thirteen. The nigga's face comes off his face, and they show you it. Like, and it's PG. Well, I think what it was is that the PG thirteen rating wasn't invented by time. It wasn't invented by the time. And there's no cursing or titties in it, so they were like, they were like, I guess it's PG. PG. This is kid friendly. (laughs) Kids watch it. Yeah, probably a lot of therapy. Fucking, uh, you know, a lot of therapy issue behind that rating system. But yeah, it's PG, and that that always fucked me up. What did y'all think about the actual narrative of the movie? Like the actual what you're seeing, the story in front of your face, while not trying to pick it apart. Because like, let's say you never ever saw Get Out. Mm-hmm. And you went to go see this without any expectations about right. allegory. And right. so <laughs> what if what if you were just watching his his alien creature feature? Um, I think I think I think if I wasn't a fan of Jordan Peele, I probably I probably would have walked out of there disappointed. Really? Um, I thought the movie yeah. was good enough on its own, like for an alien movie with black people in it. Like I'm not mad at it. Well, let let me let me start by saying this. Again, for me, until the third act came around, I did not understand what was happening. So was so, that because you were looking for messaging, or because you, like, that was what was taking away from from the experience for me? Was that like there was no overt like symbolism being thrown in my face, like in right. in the in in um us. Mm-hmm. Like this nigga's not showing me rabbits. Like you're going down a rabbit hole, bitch. Like he's not showing me on any of that shit. Right. And there's not like obscure references everywhere. Not at least not that I picked up on. I'm sure there are Easter eggs, but so I'm constantly like looking in the margins for what I might be missing instead of just really having the chance to enjoy the narrative. Right. So I think like if I watch it again without doing that, without trying to say like what is he saying without saying it, I if I'm just watching it for what it is, like I'm not mad at it at all. I'm less mad at it than I am watching signs. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I I agree there. Like, well, see, I think, but I also think this is part of the genius. Of, so I don't think it's I don't think it's a unintentional the way he did it. I think. Maybe the way he constructed it was for the benefit of replay value, because it just was not an excite. It the movie was confusing. What until... were you confused about, though? That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. Because of the the narrative about the chimp. Yeah, I think I think that was a that was a huge left turn. Um, I think just not understanding the full scope of the creature was confusing because you know we're presented. We're presented with specific rules about when we think about UFOs and you think about, you know, uh, you know, any of that intergalactic intergalactical contact and things like that. Like, we're not really we're not given. uh, There's no exposition dump on where the creature comes from. But I think like in War of the Worlds, we don't fucking get that. We just know that a bacteria kills them niggas like we don't. 
Yeah, but but we the, just know but, we know the, how they got here. We know even less about this creature, which makes it more scary. But the problem is, I think the difference between that and this is that you understand what the you understand what the mission is in War of the Worlds. They set that up very early, so they they set up the inciting incidences and the conflicts very 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 early, so you know what you're watching. You're watching a survival piece. Here you don't you don't understand it's everything is shrouded in mystery. So everything is mysterious until they figure out the boundaries of this particular creature and then they they concoct a plan in order to figure it out. You don't understand why you understand why they're setting up cameras. They want to see it, but to what benefit, right? Like everything is just very Because obscure. they wanted money. They said that. Were you confused, Martin? I'm just I'm confused why you were confused about the narrative. Got it. Got it. Not not the, nah, not, the I mean that. not the symbolism like the symbolism I I was confused I was like what is he talking about but I'm just talking about if I'm watching just the dialogue and not trying to like grasp for anything else mm-hmm. like if it's a creature feature like check it was good hmm. I yeah I mean I I pretty much I I I connected with the narrative because it's like it, it's a good twist on like a alien type of movie it's like well what if what if there was an alien what would people try to do well people would try to get a picture of it make some money off of it and and the only thing i didn't at first i didn't connect with because i was like black people wouldn't stick around for nothing like this like (laughs) they were they were broke though (laughs) but then yeah but you then you get it because it's like they broke as hell. Black people are in dangerous situations every day and they just stay in it because they don't have the means to get out of it. And it's also like mm-hmm. OJ is the one black person in the world who would stick around because he is an animal handler. Like he he understands what he understands this um jean jacket. He understands the monster. He understands the rules the of nature mm-hmm. more than any other black person. Most black people, like on the internet, all we do is see black people watching videos of white people messing with animals and animals like like I saw this video this this lady was like trying to smack a monkey then the monkey like grabbed her hair and slapped and slammed her against the cage or whatever oh, yeah, like it's crazy we, oh yeah, that lady like, got her like we, we she was trying videos. to feed a fucking camel out of her mouth that nigga spit right in her face yeah yeah <laughs> crazy yeah watching those videos we just like jo- joke and laugh on social media all day about that and it was like why would black people do this but it's like this is literally a family that has been doing this for generations so it makes sense like why they would stay and and i give it like even kiki palmer has that conversation like we need to get the fuck out of here like what are we doing mm-hmm. and and oj is like yo i got mouths to feed like i these horses are my family this is like the last things that we have this this is what i Right. Hold value in. I can't just leave just them our livelihood. both without both without money to take care of them and leave them just to be eaten by this like monster. So so here's my issue. I, I mean the I I pretty much got the the narrative right. Pretty, I mean the only part that was confusing was the chimp part until like it really comes back and you really get to see exactly what happened between um Gordy and uh, Jupe. It, it helps you understand his motivation. I, I mean, yeah. I figured that that would make sense eventually. Um, but I guess, like, if I were to watch the movie without that portion of it, it would still make sense. So here's where I'm confused, man, because these things that you guys are talk are 
are talking about weren't established until like the middle of the second act, right? No. When were you asleep? <laughs> I plead the fifth, my nigga. Uh, apparently, I was yeah, sleeping a lot on. longer than I realized. Dad early dies, on, they this nigga starts uh, selling his horses. Yeah, no, that part, that portion, okay, that portion I'm getting. I'm, what I'm talking about is the taking pictures to make money. That wasn't established until the second act. No, it was. It wasn't the no, second that was act. Early on. It, was, it was early on. That's, I think that's you were Kiki's asleep. Job. That, yeah, that, that's a possibility. That's a that's a very big possibility. That was Kiki's that's what idea. Kiki says to do. Yeah. Yeah, but it, they're walking okay. through Fry's, which apparently was a real place with a UFO on it, like Best Buy in the desert, and she's like telling him, like, we need to get a picture of this shit. And they, before they go into the store and she's like, this is going to make us this amount of money. And so this is, he was like, you know, I broke. And she was like, well, this is going to make us this amount of money. He was like, oh, word? Well, let's do it. Like, oh, that part I for sure missed then because I don't even remember that. Well, nigga, you were asleep. It won't confuse me. I think that, okay, well, that's what it is. That's what, that's what it is. I, I, it's like, I'm sitting here like, am I fucking slow? What was confusing? That's why, that's why I was like, Martin, were you confused? Like, what? Well, y'all know, man, Treasy, you know, you know, I Treasy, fall asleep too. You know, I still don't know what happens in, in, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, the, I can't even think of the word, but the, the DC movie with all the niggas in it. I don't even know what happens in that movie. The I have DC no idea. movie with what, all Justice the niggas League? in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, DC. I thought you'd been like Washington DC. I was like, what are you talking no. about? Fucking get off the bus. <laughs> get off the bus. <laughs> or get on the bus. My bad. <laughs> no, I was definitely talking about Justice League, and I heart you for knowing that, Martin. I have a friend who does like movie titles wrong, and so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta add yeah. my own version of that to the list. But like, I have no yeah. idea what the fuck happens in Justice League or Batman versus Superman. I slept through both of them shits. Yeah, but I'm not gonna, that's I'm that's not gonna wake up and be like, they were confusing. I don't know what the fuck happened in the. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I was okay. So all right. So you was, I'm just okay. Look, we just gonna chalk it up to you with sleep because I. Yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. I don't. You're not. You're not slow, and neither are me and Martin. Me and Martin right. are not so much quicker than you. So like, nah. You're right. Yeah, nah. It was. It was young sleep. Um, my, my sleep in the movie is legendary, dog. My my shit started with Sister Act Two. I slept through the entire fucking film, dog. As a young, as a young <laughs> lad, young trees, young lad. This is your destiny. I you know, slept through Lauren to, Hill to pay the. <laughs> I slept through Lauren Hill, pay box office prices to get the best nap known to mankind. That's what I do. It was a lot cheaper then. <laughs> I'm so mad Keith David was only in it for like a split second, man. I was really looking forward to, to seeing him in this film once he popped. I didn't know he was in this film, and then when he popped up on screen, I was like, oh shit! And then he then grand opening, grand closing, right in, in the first three minutes. Well, I like the two scenes he shows up in later on, though. I, I like those scenes. Yeah. Or he, his his presence is still in the film. Like, you could tell that he's like a combination of both OJ and Emerald. Like, Emerald has his, like, marketing and personality side, and OJ has his, like, Skills. basically hard work and his work ethic. The no side nonsense. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she says his um monologue, like, word for word, basically, in the beginning of the movie. Oh, when she was playing it later, yeah, and that's why yeah. she didn't know she didn't add the great the the third great because he's great, said great yeah, because he's a generation above her. Mm-hmm. Um, what did the nigga say? I got the hobby weed. Is that what I heard him say? He had hobby weed when they were when they were like, "Yo, let's uh let's raid Dad's liquor cabinet." He was like, "I got the hobby weed." Is that what he said, or am I tripping? He yeah, said, I think it was he, something about weed. It was definitely yeah. weed, but I don't know, like, 
I'm not a pothead, so I don't mean like, do you know what hobby weed is? I've never heard the term <laughs> hobby know. weed in my life, and I was maybe some rich nigga content. shit we don't know about. I don't, but they were poor though, so why would it be rich nigga shit? No, maybe because I'm saying like Jordan Peele, like making like a rich nigga fucking Easter egg in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. He said hobby weed. I was like, the fuck is hobby weed, bro? That's another strand. Is it of like OG, Javi like, weed, like Mojave Desert weed, or something? I don't know. Oh, oh, that's a possibility. Javi weed. Javi weed. You might be onto something, Mar. Look at Martin, the goddamn Maybe. human <laughs> demystifier. Yo, I promise you, like three minutes into the movie, I was like, I am way too reliant on fucking subtitles when I'm watching TV. Yo, that's a fact. I saw because I be like around. listening hard as a bitch. I the movie never feels loud yeah. enough because I don't have subtitles. Yeah. I saw. Did you see that meme yeah. with like Thelma from uh from <laughs> Thelma from fucking Scooby Doo on the ground looking for her glasses? Thelma. About, uh, the same difference, my nigga. You knew who I was talking <laughs> you about. You said Thelma, and I. You, and I was you thought I was talking about, about good times. Time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Velma, my bad. Velma was crawling around on the ground looking for her glasses, and the, and the meme title was like uh. <laughs> I can't hear the movie without subtitles. That's no. me. <laughs> that was me. Oh my god! Trying to watch um, Tenet. Oh, Tenet! I went to blow my fucking brain oh, out. Tenet was the sound mixing in Tenet was terrible. Oh, it's yeah. definitely terrible. But like the whole time, I was like, Jesus, be a subtitle. <laughs> yeah, and then you and then niggas is breathing heavy through these fucking oxygen masks and shit. And all talking the reverb, backwards. yeah, all that crazy shit. So no, I get that. Um, damn, okay, okay. Y'all, all right, y'all gave me some good perspective on on the breakdown, man. Well, Ben, just just to let you know, Ben, my breakdown is gonna be a combination of mostly their shit with a <laughs> with a couple of ideas for me that you're gonna see later on today, okay, my brother. Uh but yeah, anything else that we wanna discuss here with note? I mean, I'm I'm curious um, what he's gonna t- tackle next. I, I really thought a alien movie was going to be a metaphor for like immigration. That's where I was going, trying to figure out what the fuck he was telling us. Um, I like the nope Easter egg in Candyman and how it was the same thing in this movie when they kept saying nope. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I missed it. I missed. You it don't all. remember in Candyman, in Candyman when uh-huh. Tiana was going into the basement? She looked down and she was like, nope. <laughs> I turned around. Now that you say that, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, I just I thought that. Like the title was going to be something else. Someone else was like uh, that they think nope stands for not of planet Earth or whatever. And I'm like, that's cute. I don't think so. I just think like what would black people in a horror movie do Yeah, nope. <laughs> if they had to fight a monster? <laughs> like they first they would run from it like they did. Yeah. And then like Martin said, once they figured out like how to get paid from it, you know what it reminded me of? Do you, you ever see like Banksy takes New York where like Banksy painted some shit in the hood? And the niggas out the way, like, took cardboard and covered it up so that white people couldn't come and take photos of it and made them pay to take pictures of a wall in their neighborhood because it was theirs. Mm, no, nah, that's dope, though. Oh, it absolutely. Nah, I, I loved it. I loved everything yeah. about that. But, yeah. like, it made me think of, like, that. And I was, like, they're trying to, like, make sure that the white people don't get to it before they have a chance to, like, make it their own because it's on their property. Mm, interesting. I got to see Banksy Takes New York. Never seen it. It's on HBO. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Dope, man. Um, yeah, no. What this is... What did you feel about, um, as far as this is like spectacle? What he's saying about summer blockbusters, like where does Nope fall? Because I think that 
this has been an interesting summer for um blockbusters in a sense because you have um everything everywhere all at once, which isn't really a blockbuster, but it is like it is like the A twenty four version of a blockbuster. Yeah, the movie was fucking Top good. Gun. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't seen it. Still haven't. Yeah, seen. I you, think you, you definitely got to go watch it. You should definitely watch it. You're gonna cry, and I know you. And as soon yeah. as you start watching it, you'll know why I'm saying that. Okay, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big crier. That's um, for sure. You you also have um Top Gun Maverick, which I I guess is like a two hundred million dollar movie, but there's there's a lot of subtext in the movie as far as being like an alternative to like the Marvel, like DC superhero way of doing things where you could go more practical. You could, you don't have to just throw out these movies over and over again. You could spend as long as you want on, um, as far as developing it and developing the story and making it a great cinema experience. And I think Nope is also a part of that conversation. Because it is a blockbuster movie, it, it it's the most money he's ever gotten to make a movie for sure. And it it is like a it is they want you to see it in IMAX. You got Christopher Nolan's DP, like there's massive VFX shots, but they're artfully done. So, where do you feel like Nope sits in, in just in this summer of blockbuster movies that are trying to give you something different than like Thor: Love and Thunder or I was Dr. about to Strange. say above Thor. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, I just take yeah. Marvel completely off the table though, because I mean, they're, they're, it's it's unfair, right? Like they've 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 just built so much infrastructure that whatever they do is going to be a spectacle. Um, I like this idea of intelligent, you know, art house blockbuster films. I, I I just like this. I like this for Jordan Peele. You know, um. I don't know if he has any interest in tackling another one. You know, he may he may reduce back to, you know, uh, you know, shoestring budget filmmaking after this, you know. Um I don't want another big budget from him. I'd like to see him scale it back. I want another art house film from him. Yeah, I feel I feel like ten to twenty million dollar range is a good range for you know, and not to put any sort of like breaks on his ability to grow or anything like that. I'm not trying to reduce him to anything, but I just feel like you know the the i feel like the big blockbuster thing is i don't think it's it's the best utilization for jordan peele but i'm glad that he tackled it but also who the fuck am i to say it's the best utilization of anybody um i, I i'm just with you lizzie i want to see him tackle our house i feel like he has a lot much more to say that the you know that doesn't have to rely on so much cgi or so many you know optical tricks to get the message across um, you know, just very rooted in dialogue and in execution, but that's just my opinion. But if he went higher, if he went to the hundred million dollar budget range, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, he'd probably knock it out the water and subvert that on its head as well. Yeah, it's weird what works and what doesn't because I saw um, what's that Robert Eggers movie? Um, I f- I totally forgot what it's called. It has the Northman. Yeah, the Northman. It's mm-hmm. a really good movie. And he he got like a hundred million plus to make it, but I don't think he made he got a hundred million to make that. I fell asleep on his hundred yeah. million dollars. <laughs> yeah. A nigga climbing yeah. through the mountains, fucking Al- and Alexander yeah. Sarsgaard, and Anya Taylor Joy smearing her period on it's someone. A period like... piece. It's, yeah. a, it's a period piece. It's a period piece. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a period piece. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, fucking a hundred yeah. million to make the Northman. 
I need to get my yeah, life Yeah, so I don't think he's getting a bag like that no more to make something like that. So yeah. it's interesting what works and what doesn't uh, but as far why as that type you... of like art house. So so I movies. think we'll like know, right? Like even within his own subgenre of like art house movies. Because like who are we comparing him to at this point? Is it Robert Eggers and um, Ari Aster, Ari right? Ari so like when yeah. Disappointments Boulevard comes out, I think then we can like talk about what What's... what what this did. Like, is that fair? What's Disappointment Boulevard? What's That's that? the next Ari Aster. Holy shit, we got we got to we got to watch it. Of course. I, um, yeah. I don't I don't know if I don't I see. I think Jordan Peele. You, I don't think you can compare him to them two. I like to me Robert Eggers, Ari Aster. They're amazing filmmakers. I feel like they are just they totally care about the horror genre, you know. Or I mean, I didn't see The Northman, so I don't know if that'd be considered horror or not. Um. But I, I feel like they do a thing and they do that thing very, very fucking well. You know, um, I think... I, I would say I, I think those are the people that when we're his, having these conversations are his contemporaries. His, his contemporaries. Oh, yeah, that's more than fair. That's more yeah. than fair. Yeah. Because we're I, not I comparing him to like other people who are like making fucking Blumhouse films. We're not doing that. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> other than, I mean, other than... We're talking about these A24 niggas, so. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's a good comparison in terms of, like, um, execution. You know, contemporaries, yeah, I, I agree with you there. You know, and then you got to throw, well, no, nah, because, um, yeah. I mean, you got to, uh, uh, Greta Gerwig, you got to throw in Greta Gerwig. She doesn't, but she doesn't, no, I'm not going to. Why? <laughs> Why would I? I mean, in ter- I'm not talking about, like, art house films. I mean, like, art house films that have, like, a have like a thriller or an action vibe, but like also have like social messaging. Oh, okay. So you are talking about execution, not just contemporaries in terms of like their art house filmmakers in this period in time. Though I mean, but those are his peers is what I'm saying. I don't think she's one of his peers. Like she, she's good, but she does something else. Uh, okay. So, uh, all right. I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I thought you were saying something else. That's all. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, oh, okay. What's what's my guy who did? Um, he just did that movie Men, but he also did Annihilation. He did Dev. oh Alex Garland. Yeah, Alex Garland. I guess maybe you gotta. gotta I didn't gotta see Men in. yet, but Anni- Annihilation was fucking incoherent after a certain point. Like I can imagine. I don't but fucking ex, like but, that movie. But Ex Machina, come on. Ex Machina is the shit. Ex Machina is the fucking. I love shit. Devs do, too. Yeah, Devs is amazing. I mean, what's what's the one he did before Ex Machina? Um, yeah, we are getting very inside Fuck. baseball as Chandler would say. Uh, yeah, we are, we are. But I, but I would consider him probably in that same bracket as uh, Al, uh Alexander um Garland, Alex Garland. I'd I'd put him in that same category as Jordan Peele. Uh, what say you about that, Martin? Um, yeah, I think he very much. He, I always see him more as like a writer, even though he he has been like big into directing. Um, but I, it's hard to put him in a box because I don't I don't think Men is like I haven't watched it, but I don't think it's like sci fi. I think it's more like psychological it's horror. Horror, yeah. But he's also known as like the sci fi guy as well. But it's like a prestige, like art house type of sci fi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't necessarily put Alex Garland in the same box as Jordan Peele or any of those other guys just because 
the cinematography aspect and filmmaking aspect isn't as strong as like his writing aspect. Um, whereas I feel like Jordan Peele is really choosing his shots really well, and he he has like a a visual language that I think is uh, superior to probably Alex Garland. Whereas like mm. Alex Garland's writing would be is really good though. So. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna throw out one more to, for the comparison, and then we we can get into the wrapping up phases. What do you think about Nicholas Wind, uh, uh, Winding Rim? <laughs> um, I think he hasn't made nothing dope in like a long time. Where, who so is that? I don't even know like, who that is. So he did. That doesn't mean I haven't drive. seen any. He did drive it. the. Uh, he did drive. You know, with um, what's my guy's only name? God forgives. Yeah, he did. Um, Ryan Gosling. Did? Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've never watched Ryan it, but Gosling, I know what movie yeah. you're talking about. Yo, Drive is fucking amazing, and Only God, Only God Forgives might be my favorite of his that I've seen. Um, outside of like the Pusher films, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I love I love Drive. Yeah, sure. Drive is really fucking good. And then I just feel a- like he's kind of he he doesn't make enough stuff for real. I mean. He just has these huge like gaps between what he's doing, and he he's very much a director that's like not trying to do crowd pleasing stuff. Which I mean, I think sometimes you got to dip into doing something that people would actually like, mm-hmm. rather than just like being so beholden to your vision that yeah. um it's off putting to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, I think that I that mean, might- he, yeah, it's like it's like what's the what's the dude's name who did um. Melancholia. I think he's in the same boat as him. Lars Van Trier. Yeah. 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 Lars Van Trier, excuse me. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's just, that motherfucker just has something he wants to get off his chest for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I, but in terms of like, and what I mean, you know, with the, with the comparison to Remph and then with yours with Von Trier, is they do have, they both have visual languages, you know, like. Yeah. I, I, Honestly, I just don't think there's any director like Jordan Peele right now. Like it, like he's really in a class of his own because he is an offspring of the greats. He is a student of the greats, but he's also he's also not concerned with anybody's formula. You know, uh, I mean, like that's that's what he he just completely bends genres. You know, and. You just can't put it into a box. And then he comes with the social aspect of things that like all these other people are not necessarily concentrating on. You know, they they have a specific allegory that they are that they are invested in, but it's not really coming with the social comedy. I mean, you, you I mean, Ari Aster, right? And Maybe, there's a there's a comedic aspect as well that right. him doing comedy for so long. He's right. he's really like brilliant at the way he utilizes comedy in his films. And he doesn't like overdo it um, like some other directors. Agree. Uh, but I was going to say Midsommar. I mean, I think Midsommar might have had some social context to it to some degree, but. Uh, so did so did Hereditary. There, I yeah. mean, but it was the same thing. It was about cult behavior and religion. Right. So. They both were. The, the, so it's, and it's like the same thing with Edgar's. Like Edgar's is, you know, he tells these very, you know, Nordic driven stories, you know, that are like. Just about like the New England and you know, like he want he want to tell you about white folks. 
like yeah, and, yeah. and they and they bullshit yeah. and they bullshit. That's that's what he's all about. Is and that. But that's I, I like it though because he he's telling you about white shenanigans. Like he's like, I'm gonna make these movies and they're only gonna fucking have white people in them. But like these are gonna be the most ridiculous fucking white people that ever lived. Right. <laughs> but that's his lens, right? So like every film that he picks is going to stay within that. Well, I ain't gonna say every because he could he could. You know, I feel like there's been like some, I mean, even there's diversity in the stories that he's telling, but like they, it's, he talks to you about white nonsense, yeah. but, and he, and he, but he's telling you stories of white nonsense and facets of like their experience through their own lens mm-hmm. in their own settings where we're yes. like, we're not a fucking factor and they're just fucking ridiculous. Right. And I love that. Like. Robert Eggers is the only person who's been able to make me watch movies with no niggas in it. Like I don't <laughs> and enjoy it. Nah, I, I like I like Robert Eggers a lot. And then I know, love my, the witch. I was but I was just like, this is some white nonsense. But I ain't like I'm here for it. Yeah, I fuck with it heavy. And and then, you know, I told you one of my favorites, Jeremy Saulnier, you know, I would I would love to pit him against, you know, um, I would love to pit him against Jordan. I, I don't know, man. Jordan Peele's just in a class of his own. That's just the bottom line, what it boils down to to me. It's, it's, really, it's going to be hard-pressed to make a comparison to him. I think that you can pull similarities from all the people that we talked about, but ultimately, he embodies all of these things, where the people that we're talking about, I'd say aside from like Ari Aster and Robert Eggers have some commonality, but like nobody is doing all of the things that he does. Yes. And that's, that's my point. You know, I, I couldn't, you know, he's really following like, He's really like the new age Spielberg, you know, in, in the way that he's approaching his career. It's like, you just, I'm going to give you Jaws. I'm going to give you fucking, you know, uh, uh, what, what, I don't know, E.T. And I'm going to give you fucking Munich. You know, I'm going to give you, I, I mean, you know. I wonder about that because I, I feel like, how many movies do you think it'll take for Jordan Peele to make? That people won't keep comparing it to like Get Out because I feel like that happens every time he puts out a project or a movie. I don't think that'll like, ever I, stop I happening. Yeah, because I feel like it's fucked up because it's like I don't think Spielberg when he did AI, people were like, "Well, did you see Jaws? Like, is it does it match up?" To Jaws? I was, like, I was like, "Nobody's this is doing trash compared oh, yeah. to other shit you've made." Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Lise <laughs> <laughs> is very serious. Really, about that I I did, but I mean, like I. I don't necessarily think that that's a problem. I think he set an expectation of greatness and he yes. did it himself. And so yes. for us to um, want more from him and for him to continue to achieve greatness, I think is fair. And I say, I mean, you, you use Spielberg very specifically, but like we definitely do that to Tarantino. So like, yeah. it's we're, yeah. we're, we're always going to like, the thing that made us fall in love with you, we're always going to like com- compare what you do after that because we want to get that feeling again. So I don't think that's unfair, but yeah. I mean, I don't think so. And 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 I, and I think with Tyler every... Perry is having the opposite fucking experience. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think I think um, I, I think the brilliance in him is that he's not playing to it. That and and that's what I appreciate. He, he kind of him. is. He's like, I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you the thing that you want, but I've left my, like I said at the beginning, I've left myself so much space for how to like, how to render it, Mm. that it like, Mm. it can, it can be the same thing, but like completely far apart in tone and subject matter, 
But like the thing that it's going to have in common is like he's the he's the antithesis of a Robert Eggers is like, I'm going to show you every like I'm going to show you all these things and give you all these culturally re- relevant messages through the lens of black people. And it's not shenanigans. Mm. OK, say less, as the young folk, young folks mm. say, say less. Young um, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm an old 40 year old nigga now, so I can, I can call young people young folk now. I know. I like it. I'm here for it. <laughs> big uncle vibes. Hey, big uncle um, vibes. One, one, one criticism I've heard is like the these character, the main characters aren't real characters. Like they don't have backstories. But I have a theory about Jordan Peele films, with the exception of um, I guess the main character in Us, is like the black characters aren't are more like a Greek chorus in a sense that they're like just black people reacting to what's going on, like black people in a horror movie, like they are in- interchangeable to like the people, the black people in the theater that are watching this and mm-hmm. they have like the similar reactions. So their backstories and like their development as far as what happens before the events of the film isn't as necessary. And I think that's like done on purpose. So but they're how do you the, guys feel about that? They're the, they're to use a term that you introduced to us. They're yeah. the audience surrogate. Uh, audience surrogate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I never gave it that much thought, but you might be I, I never gave it that much thought either. And I mean, there are definitely things that we don't know about them. Like we see a picture we assume is like Emerald and OJ's mother, but like we don't know anything about her or what the fuck happened to her or where she is. Right. They and don't talk I, about her at all. Um, she, and she was so young in the photo. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything right. about Chris and Get Out. We don't know anything about his fucking father. Like we, <laughs> we know what his mama did. We don't, we don't know anything about yeah. him other than he's an artist and like, I think that like there's a knowing that you have and a kinship as a black person that you experience with these people without having to have all of that, mm. like without mm-hmm. having to do all the fleshing out. So I think you're on to something like I can still relate to everybody in these situations without having to have like a big exposition dump about like their origin story. Yeah, we all know people like um, Emerald. We all mm-hmm. know people like Lil Rail and Get Out. Like mm-hmm. th- that's the homies. <laughs> like we all know people that act like that. So it's not necessary to develop them that much. And you don't have to make Chris stupid in a in the situation to move the story forward. He reacts very realistically to how like we would, where we're just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, hmm. interesting. That's a good point you brought up, though, Martin. Good point. Yeah, I'm Thanks. I'm I'm excited to see more criticisms about this just to kind of get a gauge on how the general public is receiving this, but I haven't really checked into the Twitter sphere or anything like that. I know people keep asking me, shout out to Carnage, because he fucking texted me while I was sitting in the movie and was like, You tell me what you think. And I was like, nigga, we podding tomorrow. Yeah. You sent me the fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> he was petty for that. Yeah, he did, but I was like, nigga, like, listen to the pod. Like, I'm not finna have this conversation with you catching right. this goddamn view. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that we've built up that brand of like, you know, people hitting us up for the more cerebral, you know, uh takes on films. It's it's a good place to be. And I guess I should I should take this time to say um, you know, we have an episode on Get Out. We we've done an episode on Us and we've done an episode on Candyman, you know, all uh, you know, all Jordan Peele directed or produced content so you know we just missing keanu 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we good on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to go back to Keanu. But um, but yeah, but you know, so if you you kind of enjoyed like the deep dive on this episode, man, I urge you to go back to those episodes, get out us and Candyman because we you know we we take it there with those as well. Candyman is probably like one of my favorite episodes that we've done. I'm not gonna lie to you. The, the Get Out episode and Candyman. Yes, get Out is our like most listened to episode. Yeah, which makes sense because it came in a time where people were like, what the fuck <laughs> did I just watch? Yeah. Now I want to hear about this from some black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gave it to him. We gave him that dope. Um, but yeah, man. So I, I guess this is probably a good place to drop it off here. I agree. Uh, <laughs> of course you agree, Lizzie. <laughs> Um, shit, man. I don't even know how to end the pod no more because we don't even do them that frequently. But uh, what's, what's our what's our socials? I think on on Instagram and on Facebook we're kind of movie critics. On Twitter we're kind of movie crits, C R I T S, because critics made it too long. Because um, Twitter's a fucking hater and they they have a way shorter counts. character limit. Yeah, they got character limits on every fucking thing. Um, so, you know, jump in there, man. Give us some takes. Give us some feedbacks. You know, give us some, maybe some perspectives that we didn't see if you if you choose to. Or don't. You know, it's up to you. Freedom of choice. Um, I guess that's that on that, man. And uh, I can't wait to yeah, see what we, we see, pick. We'll see you guys at Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, no, don't play like that. <laughs> Do not play like that. Look in November. I don't even know what's coming out, what's, what's worth doing. To be honest, we can do know. an episode of the queue because me and Martin been watching TV and talking about it without your ass. Like, oh damn! <laughs> and Corey, Corey is convalescing, so his ass yeah. is watching everything. He just he just finished yeah. watching Tokyo Vice. That was my shit. I don't know if y'all watch Tokyo Vice, but that's nope. Was but good. I'm watching the old man. Oh, old man is my shit, bro. Old man is good. Y'all as gotta fun. watch the bear. Yeah, my I daughter keeps good, telling me man. to watch that, but you know, I'm not taking recommendations from my 15 year old. But I'll listen. That's I'll watch fun. it now because <laughs> yeah. you said it. I just yeah. started Bust Down too. Like I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> we can talk about. I want to watch Bust Down. And they got um, what call it coming back, man? Uh, Reservation Dogs is coming back soon. And too. I'm watching fucking yeah, Westworld. Like I'm watching everything. Yeah, Westworld I for- too. I forgot yeah. about Westworld. Yeah, we need it. We need a Q episode apparently. Yep. Yeah. So let's let's put that in the, let's put that in the queue. No pun intended. All right, man. Well, shit. That's the end of that. That's a wrap on that. Uh, remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we kind of not. Just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.